The name's Bond. James Bond. Why are you dressed up like Batman? The lady will have a... White wine spritzer! 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 To the gentleman, vodka martini, shaken, not... No! Welcome to Shaking Not Nerd. I've forgotten what episode we're doing already. 22. 22. Welcome to Shaking <laughs> Not Nerd, episode 22. This is our first ever episode with a professional setup and videoed podcast. Mm, mm. I'm Ian Huge Footlong Johnson, and with me, as always, my buddy Doody. Hey. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your buddy friend. No, wait. I'm not your friend, buddy. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shall we that, jump? Yes. Shall we jump? Now, where are we? Where are we filming? Where are we today? We're in the man cave. Yes. <laughs> Hand gestures. Well, the roof is actually quite tall as well. But yes, this is this is now our actual recording studio. Let us know what you think. Um, check out our video on YouTube for those of you who have actually listened to the podcast edition of this. Because this is our first, like I said ever edition where we'll be videoing it and putting it up on youtube as a videoed podcast correct just a mp4 with some fancy lines on it <laughs> you know there's wav lines what, what, what? Well, i'm watching them go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yes we've got a lot of shit in the nerd room collectibles and stuff if you've got a keen eye you can probably spot some things we've had on videos yeah you'll spot a couple of things that uh we may or may not have spoken about reviewed so mm. to speak and um do, should we talk about the amount of money that you spent today for this setup? No. <laughs> should we just inform everyone that you're broke poor now? No. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. No. But look at this swivel arm. Look, ooh, ooh, so fancy. Ooh, I, I really hope it breaks now. I know. I'm not sure. um, but we, yeah, we've upgraded from our USB microphones onto a proper a mixer, which is hidden by yeah, Batman. Not very and, well. um, <laughs> and we've got headphones and. Lots and lots of help, thanks to uh, Who Spiked the Puns, yeah. giving us a hand. Thank you for that. Thanks, Bradley J. Speaking of that, should we jump into our... Man talk. Man talk. Uh, let's do some man talk. <laughs> man talk. Man talk. I challenge you to a dance-off. Man talk. No trash talk, no backwalk. On the black top, just me, you. Man talk. No cat calls, no tag teams, no mascots. Right now. Man talk. <laughs> Uh, speaking of man talk last night mm. Speaking of Speaking of yes. Who spiked the puns With whom <laughs> the puns were spiked yeah. <laughs> On our podcast now bitch <laughs> Welcome to the home ground We ask the questions <laughs> <laughs> We ask the questions Yes last night we went to Who spiked the puns Yes And we featured on their latest episode Where they've done As they usually do A crossover between two films Yes Films where they did The first one was Snatch uh, 2000 film, year 2000, Guy Ritchie? Yeah, I'm going to avoid any vaginal talk right here. Mm. It's really hard. <laughs> um, My penis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one was uh, Catch Me If You Can. So, of course, the title of their episode was Snatch, Snatch Me If You Can. can. <laughs> and Brilliant. I, I hadn't seen either Brilliant. film. <laughs> Have a BAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen either films, and I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed both of them. They were really good films. Mm. Um, I have seen um, Catch Me If You Can multiple times because it's a great film. Mm. First time I'd ever watched Snatch was for this podcast uh, with Who Spiked the Punzo. So, also loved it. Great movie. 
They Final keep... results, I disagree with, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they keep recommending good movies now. Yeah, like, after They're starting to get on a roll. <laughs> yeah, now they're a bit like, oh, shit, maybe we should talk about good movies. <laughs> uh, hang on. <laughs> but, yeah, we, uh, we, we guested on their episode, I think it was 31, we, uh, we guested on, and... Um, Pretty pretty loose night. Ian was the designated driver, so any shit pun he pulled, I had to drink. The desert, the desert. That, do you remember? Rocking it super clean. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking water from the tap. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what's uh, been going on with your in man talk? What have you been doing during the week? I got well, a list. I wrote everything down. Well, last night we um, had a little altercation about um, grammatically correcting podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm just going to end the feud now. I This is really sad for me to say. I'm going to agree with our frenemies. <laughs> frenemies? Frenemies. And I guess it's not whom spiked the puns, even if it is funny because I'm a gin. No. <laughs> <laughs> so from now on, we're just going to refer to the man. What did we agree that we we're going to refer to the man? With whom the puns were spiked. With whom the puns were spiked. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to check out the podcast with whom the puns were spiked also known as who spiked the puns heavily recommend it it was a great night last night and oh brilliant many lols and ruffles yes and uh lots of tangential long night about five hours (laughs) yeah about five fun editing mr Mm. j the best part is it's not my problem (laughs) (laughs) what about you what have you been up to mind talking well it was the greatest thing because with this this most recent job i've got i get to work i got to work from home on monday um, and Lucky you. That's great. <laughs> and um, I had Netflix on in the background, and I watched a lot of shit. Um, I watched The Rock for the first time with Nick Cage and Troll Cottery. Such a good movie. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. I liked the... Did the... you realize who it was directed by? No. Who directed it? Uh, Mr. Transformer himself, Michael oh, Bay. Oh, really? Yeah. A oh, Michael wow. Bay film. Well, what happened to him? <laughs> when Sean Connery's not in your film, then you know you're doing mm. bad. Yeah. Maybe if they put... He hit rock bottom. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if they put Nick Cage in a Transformers film, maybe it'll do well. Oh, God, no. Never, let's ever. Let's not give him ideas. Yeah, let's not ever, ever give Nick Cage work ever again. But yeah, I watched, uh, I watched The Rock for the first time. Uh, I watched Public Enemies, which was the Johnny Depp film with Christian Bale. Yes. So I watched that for the first time. That was actually pretty good. Uh, I watched the I Am Your Father documentary all about David Prowse, the actor who plays Darth Vader. Oh, no, I've never even heard of this documentary. It's on, it's on Netflix. Um, really, really good. Um, by the end of it, I was just like shattered for him. Like the story is, is quite sad. Really? Yeah. It's probably a story that a lot of people wouldn't know. Cause like right here, I have no idea what story you're talking about, but I know who you're talking about, but mm. I didn't give know it anything about him or his personal life. Give it a, uh, give it a watch. It goes for about maybe an hour and a half hour, 40 minutes. Yep. Um, but I, once I started, I couldn't, couldn't turn myself away from it. How many stars? How, how many stars would I give it? Yeah. Probably about three and a half, four. Mm. Like documentary was i'm not a big documentary person but i yeah, quite like that's it. pretty good though mm. um i watched the evil dead remake with my fiance i'm keen to watch this after the um i won't say crappiness but <laughs> well we watched the we watched the original one with who spoke the puns on, on our first crossover with him and i was like i want to watch the remake i think it'll it'll make more sense because i got lost with the original one a lot because it didn't make sense <laughs> it's <laughs> easy to get lost when things don't make sense well yeah uh that that started a, a sort of a, an ongoing thing of watching things that the fiance hasn't seen, so we watched Reservoir Dogs. I can't believe you've never seen Reservoir Dogs. I had no, I'd already seen it at this point now. I saw it a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, yeah. and um, 
I watched it with Mon and she was like, I don't really get it. I'm like, well, put your phone down. <laughs> put your phone down. Fucking thing. Thank you. <laughs> she didn't understand why I was laughing with her. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Say the goddamn words. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Um, yeah. And we also watched. Can you hear me? Can you, can you, can you hear me? <laughs> Hello. Um, we also watched Better Call Saul season two which is pretty good. Uh, half of season three of Hannibal, which is getting better. The extended version of Suicide Squad with the extra two minutes. Both minutes, yeah. Mm. Totally different, right? Right. <laughs> right. 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 There's all he says, right? Right. And then we watch Snatch and Catch Me If You Can. Mm. So you've had a big movie week. Yeah, I've actually, like, I, I went through my list on on, uh, on Netflix and went, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I need to do that. There's so many movies out there that are still are on my list of things to see and do. Things of lists... Things of lists of things and listing things. Lists. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. On to news. Now let's go to Ollie Williams' cooking corner. What are you making, Ollie? Ego! Thanks, Ollie. On to news. On to news, Mr. Johnson. Why don't you start away? Because you have all the news. Uh, where did I put that news? <laughs> all right, I'll start it off. Um, <laughs> so clearly we do our episodes every two weeks. Mm. Um, and within the two weeks, we had Matt Reeves going, I'll direct Batman. And as of today, <laughs> no, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> He pulled that plug pretty quickly. I want to know what the fuck's going on uh, in uh, there are rumors in, in Warner Brothers world. Yeah, there are rumors that due to um, Ben Affleck's not so great reception of his latest film, uh, directed by himself, the Live by Night. Oh yes, that that was the reason why he's no longer directing the Batman movie. Okay, that Warner Brothers said mm, you cost us a lot of money, so. Let's just act, hey? <laughs> yeah, Let's okay. just stick to what you know. Maybe. Who knows? Which <clears> is really disappointing because I don't think that film was probably that bad. It may have got worse of reception than it deserved. I haven't seen it, but, I, you know, I haven't heard that bad of reviews. I think it just didn't make its money back, and that's what, obviously, at the end of the day, it's all about the money and making it back. I think you have to be careful as well with, like, isn't that film like a, a 1960s or 70s gangster film, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? Yeah. A lot of those films are starting to come out as well, so I think you need to change a time period. Yeah, it's it's very... They're always coming out, though, as well. Like, there's mm. always going to be one coming out every few years. It's just... Yeah, it's very competitive because you're going to be compared to such amazing films out there like uh, The Godfather, Untouchables. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. <laughs> Snatch. Because they're definitely gangster films. And, um, Snatch. Mm. Yeah. But I think, yeah, what's what's really disappointing about all of this is that I thought Ben Affleck would be a really good director for the Batman film. Yeah. But I also think it could be Warner Brothers going, eh. It is. I reckon it is. I, I think it is Warner Brothers that pulled the plug and they probably gave it a bit of a spin so that it didn't reflect as badly on Ben Affleck. And which is disappointing because you know Ben Affleck would have been a great choice. Yeah. Better. Well. Mm. Well, I wonder who we will be talking a bit more about Batman later in this episode for our main theme, which you will know from the name of the episode. The theme of this week, the theme this weekly theme. Yes. But I'll get more to that later. Yes. Uh, we had the Iron Fist trailer. Did you happen to watch that? I did. What do you think? You're um, a karate man. I'm. Does your hand glow yellow when you're about to punch a cunt? No. Um, <laughs> if I piss on it first, I might. Yeah, have some piss. Um, I was I was a little disappointed to be honest with you. There are people are raving about this trailer already and about this TV show. They're saying, "Oh, it looks sick! It's going to be amazing." Yep. I'm not convinced. The reason being, to me, watching it, I was like, "This looks a lot like every other story that's been told." Arrow, Arrow, Batman, 
it's just just like the same story again okay which is just i know you have to base it on the comic of the character and that backstory but yep it just felt like it was telling that same story again didn't look like it was adding anything particularly new and we didn't really even get to see much of him being the iron fist until towards the end of the trailer yeah they won't give any of that sort of away in an initial trailer exactly so it didn't really i just didn't see anything in there that i was stand out like yes from what um, gone no, i was gonna say from what i understand um daredevil season one was awesome jessica jones was awesome daredevil season two was a hit and miss here and there but apparently luke cage is okay it's not that great so maybe I, we're starting to see the decline of him yeah it could be um yeah i agree jessica jones was amazing and then i tried to watch luke cage and i wasn't as big of a fan of it to be honest with you mm. on the flip side though we are hearing about a uh, another marvel tv show which is apparently amazing lesion ah yes the x-men yes universe yeah mm. so it's not out yet in terms of australian netflix <laughs> no doesn't stop anyone from watching it for the magic of downloading magic so, of what? So i've never heard of that never heard of anything about illegalness um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about get back in there um apparently it's amazing i've heard only good things about this same with that um dc's made a new show called powerless this uh, one i don't like, know like a comedy sort of show oh. and the trailers made the the show look awful yeah. Like, everyone was going, this looks awful. But apparently, it's amazing. So like, reckon, apparently, it's quite funny. Wow. So, you reckon that could be the case with Iron Fist that... They, Netflix might start to... The Netflix Marvel series might start to go a little bit downhill. Mm. Not maybe as drastic as Arrow Season 3. Um, but... And maybe... That's maybe, a fair decline. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a stab in the stomach and a kick off the cliff, mate. Oh, inside joke. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, maybe we'll start seeing the rise of uh, DC TV shows again. Maybe... Possibly. I mean, they are just going to compete and they are going to have ups and downs. Defenders on the other hand as well. I'm probably looking forward to that a lot more than I am Iron Fist. Yeah, Defenders. This is Sigourney Weaver as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Next piece. Marvel released a hype video for the Avengers of Infinity War. Did you watch that? It was about a three-minute video. I did. Did it show us anything? Um, No. (laughs) No. Um, The one thing it did show, and, and, you know, a lot of... You know, keen-eyed nerds like myself have noticed that um, there's the concept art of Rocket Raccoon sort of shooting and Thor's behind him, sort of like pivoting as if to attack someone from behind. Yeah, and yeah. he's not holding Molnir. He's in his his Thor outfit, but mm. like the handle of of Molnir is quite long compared to how short. Well, yeah, if you can it's, see it, it's a very it's up short. There, but yeah, yeah, um, and it's quite long of a handle. So people are wondering, you know, is it a different hammer? Did he lose his hammer? Speculations. Yeah. Well. Did he just do a fucking Goku power pole and pull it out? <laughs> well, that could be the case as well. Well, we know that there's something going on with Molnir based on the the comic book stories of how Doctor Strange and Thor oh, yep. integrate, which we're waiting to see if that is the case in the latest Thor movie. So, mm. would mm. it be surprising if they did, you know, destroy Molnir and a new one had to get created or Molnir was repaired but had this additional kind of handle power? Maybe he's dual wielding. Maybe he's got something else in his hand. Maybe, <clears> maybe. <throat> That'd be cool. Thor gets that desperate, he starts dual wielding. <laughs> that would be sick, though. Can you imagine if, like, he had the powers of Molnir just like smashing people left, right, and center? Dap, dap, dap. We had the Guardians of the Gal- uh, the the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy Super Bowl trailer. 
Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Okay. (laughs) Yes, I would get. Yes, I would get. No, it looks awesome. I am more pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy than any other movie coming out at the moment. Well, apparently they did a test viewing, like with a test audience. um, And that has been the only Marvel film to get 100 out of 100 with a test audience. However, having said that, generally test audiences aren't a great indication of much at all. Apparently last time, uh, one of Marvel's high-rated movies for the test audience was Iron Man 3. And a lot of people didn't like <laughs> Iron Man 3. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people did as well, compared to Iron Man 2. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm. we saw uh, we saw some more Groot, Baby Groot, some more Drex. That Baby Groot. Mm. Just want to put him in my pocket. <laughs> I prefer the Big Groot. Do you? Yeah. I think I'm really just hoping that... Did we see Baby Groot or Groot in general for... Um, Infinity War, whether or not it's going to be Baby uh, Groot or... No, this is what I thought of, because clearly, like, Groot won't get as big by, by normal sort of, you know, a lapse of time. Yeah. So, I reckon Doctor Strange will use his amulet, and you know how he can, like, decay oh, shit, and right. he'll make Groot age. Just forward To it. make him fucking shoot up and hide. That... Yeah, that's pretty... I that's didn't like, think we need that. We need Groot, so he just fucking turns time and makes yeah. him older, so he's full height. That... Yeah, I didn't think of that. That's pretty smart. And like anytime Groot explodes and starts to regrow again, he just goes, right, grows him again. Yeah, that would be sick. Here's what I'm hoping You're welcome, for. Marvel. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed now. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm waiting to see. I want to see all the big, huge characters, like an actual size. I'm talking about big. Okay. Go up against Thanos. So we're talking about Hulk, huge yeah. behemoth. We're talking about Groot, again, he can Barely. he can make himself bigger as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ant Man when he goes into, I don't think Ant Man's going to do them. I reckon Ant Man will be more effective as as Ant Man, not Giant Man. I want to see him as Giant Man. I want to see all the big characters. I want to see Giant Man. I want to <laughs> see Hulk. I want to see a giant fucking Groot, just huge behemoth characters, and everyone just going, "Well, I will just let the big guys handle this," and then they get the shit wiped out of him by Thanos. Yeah, I have seen in books where Hulk runs at Thanos. Thanos punches him and he like goes flying and then transforms back into Bruce Banner as he's flying in the air. I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened in the movie. Mm, mm. But Guardians, I'm so pumped. Cannot wait. Mm. We also had the Transformers Super Bowl trailer. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, apparently it's got um, uh, Anthony Hopkins in it, this new film. Really? Mm. Mm. And uh, it looks like the humans are starting to just go, nah, we're going to kill the Transformers. Like, you love them. Like, the end of the fourth film was like, thank you, Transformers. You saved us. Thank you. We love you. And then this film is, we hate Transformers again, like the start of the fourth film, and we're just killing them flat out again. What? Fuck off, Michael Bay. make your mind up. This is the thing that bothers me about the Transformers movies as well, is that it's not... It's not a concurrent story. If you're going to have a series that big and you know that you're going to keep making movies, have a storyline and pad it out and, you know, actually have a decent storyline across all of these movies. I hate seeing, you know, where they know they're going to make a whole bunch of films and yet everyone is a a silo, standalone film. Yep. And then they just, for the next one, try to tell the same shit all over again. They need to do what uh, the Avengers are doing. Do you reckon they need to reboot it? Like, complete reboot, new actors, new designs. Well, they tried to do that, didn't they, a little bit with Mark Wahlberg? I know it's a continuation, but it kind of was a bit of a reboot as well. It was kind of trying to be a reinvigoration. A re- re- reboot by... sequel sort of yeah. thing. 
But do you reckon they should do like a proper reboot and maybe like base the movie in the 80s? That would be cool. And have like the old school Transformer designs. Well, at least it's going to move away from Michael Bay. So that is a chance of happening, I guess. Michael Bay has said it's his last Transformers film. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) One of the great things you've ever done. (laughs) Yes. We had Pirates of the Caribbean Super Bowl trailer. Yes. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. See, I was really kind of a bit excited about this new Pirates movie. Mm. And the first teaser as well was really cool with um, the ghost kind of walking in and cutting up that shit oh, yep, yep, that yep, was yep, in yep. that bay. Um, but this one... Eh. Just like hints, and hints of like what's to come. No real sort of story yeah. of what's going on. Um, and we had Will Turner... A shot of Will Turner. He's got barnacles on the side of his face. So, he must have been yeah. doing something wrong to do that. Well, true. Because I think... I think that is the way it works, isn't I it? I think the rule is if, if you stop doing your job, you start to transform. Yeah. So, clearly, David Jones is, is fucked. Well, yeah. Um, well, it might have been that, you know, he just risked it to see his, his missus. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, like, Jack or his missus is in serious trouble, so he comes back. Yeah, exactly. Could be the case. I hope that there's, you know, a continuation of that kind of storyline in some sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, We also had... The one thing I I like about pirate movies, but they didn't really do it in Pirates of the Caribbean, is the the threat of sharks. Yeah, they've never done They never do the threat of sharks. Yeah. Um, The closest they've had is that guy who was like, the top of him was a shark. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. He was one of or in, or in, I think it was Pines of the Caribbean 1, there's a shot of like the boat going over the water and there's a hammerhead shark in the water. Yeah, that's it. That was... And this film had an undead zombie shark. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, I want a more it's... shark focused. Yeah. Well, it's always been that kind of supernatural pirate theme. Mm. But I agree. I think maybe they should have a bit more reality in with it. Make it... See, this is the problem that they had with on Stranger Tides. That's the name of it. Yeah, that crappy fourth one. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think it's on Stranger Tides. Um, is that it didn't didn't tell a story that was interesting about characters and about characters that we liked. Yeah, it tried to focus too much on Johnny Depp's character, and it was just like, well, he's he's a good side character. He's good for laughs to break up the real break story up the, that's the going seriousness. On. Yeah. So that's what they, I, in my opinion, that's what they need to do again with this new one is have that storyline, bring in Will Turner, have a great storyline, and then. Have Johnny Depp in there just to chop it and break it up with and his humour. How much debt does fucking Johnny Depp have? <laughs> he must have a shit ton of debt. Like, David Jones must have been like, get in fucking line. I'll get him <laughs> first. Um, it's just everyone fucking hates him. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the bank for a line. No. <laughs> they've, got a little, they've got a little picture. Do not give checks to this man. <laughs> it's just a picture of a black fucking sparrow. <laughs> Anyone with a sparrow tattooed on them. <laughs> and what... What is it? Winnow Forever? Because he had Winona Ryder tattooed on him. Oh, yeah. Winnow Forever. Uh, apparently, John Wick 2 and Lego Batman are doing really, really good in the movies. They're getting great reviews. They're, you know, <laughs> breaking in the fucking money. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. They're not out in Australia. <laughs> and also, there's a third film. So, there were three films of this sort of... This era. There's John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. Which we're not getting for way too long after it. April. Yeah. Um, we have Lego Batman... Thankfully, that's not quite as long after release, but it's still too long that they've lost or going, if not, haven't already lost a shit ton of money from downloads. And the third film that's out in Australia, <clears throat> it is uh, Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> it's doing awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so surprised. <laughs> 
So I thought I'd bring that to your attention. I've also got some last pieces of news. Um, Sophie Turner, so she's from Game of Thrones. She plays Sansa. Yep. Confirms that a new X-Men film will start filming soon. Really? I didn't even know there was another one going ahead. I hadn't heard anything about another one going ahead. So it was, a, it was an article I read uh, on a, on a, not a clickbaity website. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she said they start filming soon. So soon, you know, isn't an exact lapse of time. Um, but apparently this one, I think, will be set in the genre of the 90s. Well, we don't even know who's signed on to do this one, do we? We've I think the, the the newer actors like Sophie Turner and the kids and stuff will probably be signed I on. expect them to do it because they can't get work anywhere else. But <laughs> the actual actors that people want to see, I haven't heard anything about whether or not they're signed on for this new one. Or maybe do we have um, Jennifer Lawrence? Maybe Fassbender wants to get money back after losing it from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> maybe maybe he's different for work now. Um, yeah, Fassbender, we don't know anything about him. McAvoy. McAvoy, I haven't heard anything about him. He had some success recently with Split and so... There will be a sequel going ahead with that, but that's probably a bit further down the road than yeah. than this movie would be. So if he's free, he could do it. But again, considering the reception that Apocalypse got, I didn't think we were going to get another one anytime soon. I didn't, I didn't I, think Apocalypse was that bad, but it wasn't that it good. It wasn't well received at all. Mm. And I think that was another reason why I wasn't expecting to have people like Jennifer Lawrence jumping on board to be in this one. I would not be surprised if she's not in it. Hmm. Uh, and another report, um, directing news-wise, in the world of Warner Brothers, apparently Mel Gibson has been tapped um, for a possible Suicide Squad sequel. Yes, I had heard about this one. I, d- I like Mel Gibson as a director. Actually, would I, I, do, I do as well. Would yeah. I like him to direct a DC film? Yes. Do I think he should do Suicide <laughs> Squad, though? No. Um, he should do, like... He why? Should, he, why, do, why would he want to do Suicide Squad? I don't know. After how piss poor the first one did, why would any like big name kind of director be like, "How yeah, I do Suicide Squad"? But I reckon he should start like if he did a, a DC film, he should do his own, like his own, like a James Gunn sort of effect. Yeah. At the same time, like I don't, I don't really know if if Mel Gibson is big in the comic book universe. Like I didn't know that he was a fan at all of any comic books. Like he's never spoken about it. As mm. far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, so, having said that, like, I can't see him doing anything that's not a mainstream comic book, like a Guardians of the Galaxy, where very few people knew about it. If, he, if he's not a big yeah. reader of the comic book universe, then he's not really going to find his niche market film to make. I reckon he needs to have a character that's grungy and dark, so he can do, like, a... I agree. I think he's way better at the darker kind of things. Maybe, like, a Lobo or something would be cool. Yeah, maybe, like, a Punisher. Or Punisher's Marvel. But I know that. <laughs> Same comic book movie in general. But that's all the news I have. Do you have anything news-wise that you'd like to bring up? Um, John Wick 2's got an Australian release date. Yes, which we know. Mm, don't have Facebooks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's in... Breaking yeah. news. <laughs> Breaking. First, world first. We screenshotted it. And <laughs> we started from someone else. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. And we also have a release date for Crash Bandicoot. Yes. I'm so happy about Crash Bandicoot. Um, and from our Facebook page, it seems like a lot of other people are as well, which is awesome to hear. Because mm. who doesn't want Crash Bandicoot to do really well? Crash Bandicoot does well. You get new Crash Bandicoot games. It's a win-win, guys. Fucking buy it. <laughs> buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. <laughs> Call it. Buy it. <laughs> buy it. You're going to come over and play it, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I'm f- not buying a PlayStation for no, it. No, but you'll come over and play it. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of the few times I come over to your house now. You're going to come over, watch me whoop your ass, and then be like, no, I need to go home now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What do you whoop my ass? Is Crash Bandicoot multiplayer? No, but I will whoop your ass because you'll get rolled over by that giant fucking boulder like three times and be like, fuck this game. No, nah, I can't do the one where you ride the hog. The hog one? Yeah. yeah I can't do it. I can't uh, do it. shit. I just forgot the name of that level. Uh, hog. Wild Hog? I don't I think know. it's Wild Hog. I think, I think that's got um, Tim Allen. John Travolta. <laughs> Go. Wild hogs from that. Wild hogs. Uh, yes, but that appears to be the end of my news. That's the end of the news in general. Because mm. mm. Ian doesn't prepare news. <laughs> <laughs> Ian doesn't do anything. So should we jump into our main segment? I think we should jump. What is the theme of this week, this weekly theme? The theme of this week's weekly theme of this week's theme. Well, this week's theme we asked... Of the, the weekly theme. You done? <laughs> the weekly theme of this theme's week is that we are talking comparison and learning... We're, we're a learning podcast here. Welcome aboard. We're actually going to show you to make a nice crab rangoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're saying what the new Batman film, since it's so big in the news right now, what can this new The Batman film take from the Bond universe and from all the Bond films? What can it learn from it? What can it take from it? Because we know that Bond is already, sorry, that Batman has already taken quite a lot of inspiration from the Bond uh, universe. Yes. So... What can it take from it? What can it learn from it, from its mistakes, from its successes? It's had an up and down, but but the Bond franchise is arguably one of, if not the, well, definitely one of the biggest franchises in movie history ever. Mm. I can't think of another movie franchise that's gone for over 50 years. What the hell are you? The name's Bond. James Bond. Yeah, scratch that mustache. Oh, uh, yeah, I gave myself a mustache. <laughs> it's fucking hard. So, yeah, we're going to talk about what they can learn from the Bram franchise and what they can definitely learn from and what we hope that they will implement and learn from. And what they won't do. Yes. Don't do it. they won't do and what they fucking shouldn't do. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into that, shall we? Yeah. So... Let's start things off. I'll start things off. Okay, us. you start things off. Yeah, all right. That'd be great. So my if you just start things off, that'd be great. That'd be great. My you first point... Film. <laughs> my first point is that both of these series, both the Batman franchise and the Bond franchise, have yes. undergone that corny, campy stage. So Never. I don't remember a Batman film being corny and campy. <laughs> <laughs> Adam West was great. This I, chair is really Eyes to meet you. Yeah, well, don't fucking deliberately squeak. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they've both gone through that obviously corny stage. Yep. Um, we've got the Ice to meet you, and you've in the Bond universe, you've got uh, Roger Moore. <laughs> you've got um, George Lazenby. You've got all the above, really. You've it, got Never Say Never Again. Even Sean Connery had its... Very corny, campy moments. And racist moments. <laughs> yeah, very racist moments. <laughs> um, but because both have gone through that stage and are now trying to keep up with the modern times, yep. um, we've seen Bond definitely adapt and change the way that they do things. Yep. So one of the points is that they, to kind of get rid of that corny, campy stage, Bond implemented this kind of, let's not have as ridiculous gadgets as we once had. Which they kind of made a joke of in Skyfall with the... Exploding, exploding pen. Exploding pen, yeah. <laughs> so, I put it forward to you. Let's have this discussion. 
should Batman follow suit? Should Batman go, mm, these ridiculous kind of gadgets and things are a bit much, which they kind of have already done in the Nolan films and stuff as well. They haven't had as ridiculous. So, so what campy gadgets would you say Batman has had in the movie universe? In the movie universe. Besides the ice blades built into standard boots. Do you remember... Well, that was horrid. <laughs> they'd, they'd fall on their... Fall on the floor and go, ding, ding, and the, the blades would come out of the... Yeah. It was just a standard bat. It wasn't winter mode special. Yeah, no. This guy's called Mr. Freeze. Pack your skates. <laughs> God, we're prepared for winter. <laughs> winter is coming. Uh, uh, I've just gotten reports, Batman, that Roller, Der- <laughs> roller Derby Man is on the loose. Get the roller blades. <laughs> bat blades. <laughs> um... But you've also got from that same film as well. You've got that um, that that retractable line thing that they had that Batman and Robin when they were falling off the side of the giant a grappling uh, hook. Yeah, but it was like a pull up grappling hook kind of thing, and I don't know. Um, Either way, the grappling hooks are kind of stupid. The way they were implemented in that film, particularly. Oh yeah, because he, he yeah okay all right all right. Yeah. The way that they the, were they really implemented that. Well, they've been brought into... Let's look at Adam West. Yeah. Shark repellent. Exactly. So, obviously... Exactly. Shark repellent. Yeah. It's obviously trying to get less and less corny. But should it just go to the full extreme of what we see from Bond, where his gadgets are basically meant to a gun that can have his palm red? And what did he have in the newest film? Oh, uh, yeah. No, he stole the car. Yeah. The car did have some gadgets in it, but they were kind of like Flippy in training kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I don't recall. Oh, no, he had the watch. He had the exploding watch. Oh, that's it. That was it. That, that was the only one he got because he was kind of like, you know, told off by his boss and said, oh, you, all you get is this watch, but the alarm has, you know, it's a particularly loud alarm on this watch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That kind of a joke. Yep. Um, should Batman just go to that full extreme and, and make itself a lot more human in, in that it will only have really realistic gadgets? Well, when you look at generic Batman gadgets, he'll have his grappling gun, which he needs to have. Yeah. And the Ben Affleck, the ben Affleck grappling gun was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was very powerful. Though. And he used it as a weapon. So, yeah. like, he would pierce someone's shoulder with the grappling gun then... Pull them in with it. Yeah. And he also used it a lot for, like, momentum to sling across the room almost. Mm. Um, he needs his batarangs. Yeah. So he that's, does that's need batarangs. Um, smoke pellets. Generally smoke pellets for surprise sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, again, smoke pellets mm-hmm. kind of... Is it kind of a bit campy corny having smoke pellets? Like... Even in the Nolan films with Bane and everything, when he throws his fucking smoke he, pellet. Yeah, for his flashbacks. It was a bit like, mm, it's kind of lame. Really? Yeah. I didn't think it was lame at all. Yeah, but that's because you read the comic books. I'm talking from a movie's perspective. Well, what about, he had a, the gadget in Batman, Batman vs. Superman, where it was the weapon jammer. So he'd fired a thing from his, I'm fairly sure it was from his grappling gun. And it would go onto a bad guy's gun and it would actually jam the locking yeah, mechanism. that's right, yeah. So that was, like, you know, that could be campy, but that was actually pretty cool. They're cool, but at the same time, it's very unbelievable. Okay, so what gadgets do you reckon Batman should have? Th- this is the hard part. Where do you draw the line in what's corny, campy, gadget-wise, and what is an essential and should be kept and works? I reckon what about, like... 
because when Batman generally gets a shit kick out of him, he goes back to the Batcave, reassesses, goes back out. Exactly, yeah. So his generic suit should have grappling gun, batarangs, smoke. I feel like, yeah, less what, is what are more. Those, what are those things called? Those Kabola? <laughs> those fucking ropes with the balls on the end of it that you can yeah. throw them around someone's feet. Yeah, I know what you mean, but no, I, I disagree. I don't think Just use a grappling be. gun. Oh, he's got to keep, he's got to have his bat cuffs. Bat cuffs, yeah. Well, he has to, but again, you don't really need to see them. They're just kind of there for the purpose that he has to obviously apprehend because you see him in Suicide can't Squad. Kill him or anything. You see him in Suicide Squad. Do you actually see him on him? Or he on actually him pulls them doing... out. And, yeah, and when hop... he pulls them out and puts them on someone's you don't, center, see, but you don't his belt. see anything on him. Yeah. 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 <coughs> um, my suggestion, yeah, is that we they should for his baseline costume keep it as minimalistic as per, as possible. So yeah, I agree. Um. Batarangs? You have to have the Batarangs because it's... That, that's his that's, signature thing. That's his signature thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, he's grappling hook because you've already established that as well in the universe that that's kind of his main um, movement piece that he uses that in his action as well. Gives him a fun. lot of momentum. Exactly. So, those two we know are definitely on the table and three with his, his back cuffs. And smack um, pellets. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you the smoke pellets. I, All right. I guess they can go on the list. All right. Um, the car. Now, that comes into two situations here. This is, sorry, is my list as well. Is ba- Clearly, is Batmobile. Yep. Is Bruce Wayne car. Hmm. Because clearly in The Dark Knight, uh, Christian Bale has the black Lamborghini. Yeah. So, they, you know. Much feeds, more subtle. <laughs> feeds the persona of, you know, Playboy you know, billionaire. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know my topic, or oh, my thoughts on the Batmobile of uh, Batman vs. Superman. I love that Batmobile. I hated the Tumblr. Yeah, see, I really like the Tumblr, but at the same time, it is... It's a tank. It's, it's, it's a tank. It's not a it's Batmobile. It's a tank. It's not a Batmobile. And it's something that they have to move forward now and, and have something new. Mm. I still don't really like the the Batmobile in um, Batflex universe. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It just kind of looks kind of can't be weird. It's just, it's still, it looks like one of the old school bat vehicles and it doesn't really add anything new and it's dated now, that kind of look, in but my opinion. I think it looks like a mixture of, say, a, a Batmobile and the Tumblr. So, removing the height and still making that sort of milita- military look, militaristic look. I don't know if it really looked military to me. <clears throat> it just looked like a Batmobile, but I don't know. I just yeah, it needs to feel like a more more like a real car and less like a custom made car. It needs to look in my mind like something that is actually achievable and that's part of the problem that I have with the way that the Batman films do tend to go sometimes and that's is that really possible? Like yeah, he's a million he's a billionaire and he's well funded and he's really smart cuz he's a detective and everything but at the end of the day he's not going to build a vehicle from scratch. He's probably going to have a vehicle and then add upon it. Okay. What about the Bruce Wayne car? What car would you... Do you would you reckon to... Now, he's I a bit of an older... older I think an older car. I, I think, think he drove an right. Aston Martin DB4 in Batman Superman. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's the right kind of path to go along. Like, kind of classic, but very expensive cars. Mm. Um, <clears throat> maybe a Chrysler. An old Chrysler or something? Yeah, maybe... Hmm. Something along those lines. Or those old, I don't know. Jag, Jag E-type. <laughs> Cobra. Yeah. I'm not a Cobra. I reckon you go more European. 
I reckon, yeah, you're probably right. More European, an older eighties or something. Um, something that's that speaks class and immediately says that's expensive, but not necessarily a modern car because he's quite older. Yeah, mm. uh, maybe there is a point where he has to get somewhere extremely fast, and then you realise that you know he does have he's modified modern, the fuck out of it. Or he has a, oh, he has some kind of modern car mm. also, and he whips it out. It's like ooh, fancy. <laughs> What's on your your next on your list? On your list? Yeah. So. Another point that I've got here is that should Batman travel to solve his crimes, um, obviously he already travels inside Gotham, but yep. should he go outside of Gotham and kind of travel the world <clears throat> to find these answers? So as we know, Bat- Bond travels the world, mm. goes from one place to another all around the world, and that's kind of what he's known for as well, Yep, is that he just kind of makes his way around the world, and no matter where in the <clears throat> world the bad guy is, he'll follow his man, he'll find the lead and chase it down. Yep. <clears throat> Should we see bon- uh, Batman do the same thing? I want to say no. Why? I like the whole, the idea of, of Batman is Gotham. Like, I understand, like, say, if, you know, if Joker goes to fucking Metropolis, if the villain was Joker or whatever, that he follows him. But... So, what if you've got a problem, though? Just say, they've already done instances where you have drugs that are coming into Gotham. Mm. Like... Yeah, you can cut it off when it hits Gotham, but that's not really solving the problem of who's bringing it in and why they're bringing it in. It's got to come from outside of Gotham. And so, the- my opinion is that he should go outside of Gotham and chase it down to stop it affecting Gotham. In that instance... But it should swing back. His final battle and everything has to be in Gotham. In that instance, I'd feel comfortable. I think it would be a, a, that would be a good idea, but you need the Bat family. So, if Batman goes away... Robin and Nightwing are in Gotham. Yeah, I agree. You have to have... And you need a Robin. I reckon you need a Robin. You need some kind of explanation about what's going on at home while he leaves. But at the same time... Because as soon as Batman's not around, the super criminals figure it out. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense that he only deals with things when they hit Gotham. Yeah. It's kind of doing half a job. And he should find out what's happening around the world, why they're affecting Gotham. Somebody from Gotham picks up and leaves, but still sends drugs to Gotham. Mm. He's not going to not go and get them. I know in outside of the Bond movie in universe, he would probably ask a mate to go get them. Like, hey, he's on your turf. You go get him, through, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But talking about a I Batman don't think Batman film, would ask someone to do something from. He'd go and do it. He doesn't really ask for help. True. He gets it there. In in the Batman comics and everything, would he go and get him? Yeah. So he'd go into another person's flight and go and get him. So yeah. why don't we see that in the movies then? Why don't we see him go to fucking Iran or something and beat up the guy who's affecting Gotham, who hates Gotham, or chase down his lead? Good question. Same with, like, uh, Batman Begins. you got Liam Neeson, who's obviously doing all these things as Raish al Ghul. Thank you. Outside of Gotham. Obviously, he didn't know that was happening until it hit Gotham, so that's why their final fight was there. But yep. if he hadn't known that, he should have gone outside and gone and get him. Okay. Hmm. Not only that, it also I think it'd add more to the movie in terms of landscapes and mixes it up more to make it a much more broad film in general and entertaining from a landscape cinematography point of view as that's a nice, pretty movie. <laughs> you got a point there. Okay. Mm. Mm. Go on. Uh, next one on my list, and this falls under both Bruce and Batman, is Bond is always sharp dressed. His suits. 
So he's got his tactical suit, clearly when he's on the field. Tactical neck. Tactical neck. And he's got his, <laughs> you know, expensive business suits. And um, what do you think some, some things that Batman could learn from Bond in relation to suits? I really didn't like what Bruce, what Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne was wearing as Bruce Wayne. Like, this, he needed to have more glamour in his suits. Yeah, I agree. Rather than just, just a business suit. It's what it was, yeah. It was just a business suit. There was mm. nothing about it that made you go, oh, this guy's got style. He is fashion forward yeah. instead of, you know, just another guy in a suit. Yeah. And I th- I agree. That character has to be like that. He has to be fashion forward and everything so that when he's not Batman and when he's Bruce Wayne, he's following that persona that I'm a billionaire playboy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think that's part of it is that he dresses like that. And it's part of the character that he plays being that playboy. So, I agree. I think he should be wearing things that are more extravagant. Mm-hmm. Maybe like those pin that goes through your tie at the top. The tie knot pins. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Things yep. like that. Um, or just the pins that go straight through your tie. Things that we don't really see anymore. But, you know, it's something where I think they should do what the Bond franchise does and bring in a fashion icon to style him. Okay. Um, Skyfall, I think it was Tom Ford that they brought in to style Bond, and his suits were fucking amazing, awesome in that film, and it reflected on the film as well. A lot of people went and went after those suits, mm-hmm. and it was a big talking piece before the film got released as well because he was on that poster looking suave as shit with that uh, blue dinner jacket kind of thing yep. that he had for the um, casino. Casino, thanks. What was about? Blue? I don't think it was blue. What about uh, the Batsuit? Let alone as well. This is Ben Affleck's version has my favourite Batsuit. It is not black on black. And I really like that. I do like that as well, actually. Surprisingly enough, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's nice that they kind of put grey in there. I'd like to see a bit more of a gunmetal-y kind of grey as well. Like a bit more, like not just a plain kind of... um, 80s PC grey. <laughs> okay. But maybe like an actual, yeah, like a gun metal grey. Um, obviously, you got to be careful that you don't go onto this shiny perspective and end up like fucking George Clooney's silver suit with bat nipples. Frozen suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but um, do you think as well that, because you have them in the comics and, and for those of you who can see it, there is a big ass Batman statue behind me. Yes. Grey and blue. I don't know. I don't know about the blue, though. I agree with the grey, um, but when you start to bring in blue and yellow as well, I don't think it's going to well, work. Well, he's got, he's got... Definitely not yellow, because you he's got gold shadows, it just doesn't make sense. Well, he's got gold on him in the uh, in the the Batman Superman outfit. Is it gold, or is it like a bronze? No, uh, it's like a... I don't think it's a gold. It's a dull gold, I'd say. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's gold, but it, I don't know. When it's things like that where it's dull enough that it works, possibly. That's what I would think, a dull blue. Maybe. It could work. Something like your statue there where it is an extremely dark blue might work, but probably not in that vast That campy sort of look. Well, not just the comic. that much. Maybe at a small amount, maybe just like a chest piece or the lower half where the abs are, maybe. Just that section there. Uh, definitely, I would put my foot down at yellow. Yellow to me just makes no sense. Um, X-Men. Yep, exactly. They look great. X-Men look great. They're not the ones who are fucking crawling around in the shadows and are Batman. Batman is working in the shadows and he's kind of ominous. Having a bright yellow fucking belt does not work. 
<laughs> high vis. Yeah. <laughs> blue right. though, yeah. Maybe if it's dark enough and yeah, use a moderation, I'd agree. What about your next one? Uh, my next one. Some of the Bond best villains aren't usually physically tough. Mm. Uh, but they're usually clever and conniving in their plots and their plans. Um, I would put it forward that maybe Batman should follow this and the world's greatest detective definitely shouldn't be a brute. What annoyed me the most about the Batman vs Superman movie is that we never got to see the detective side of him really. All we got to see him was kind of sneak down some stairs and fucking plug a USB in or look for a USB or whatever it was. And mm. he went to his Batcave and mopied around a bit and worked out. But we never saw him be a detective. And when I say be a detective, I don't mean go down to your basement and fucking tap some keys on your keyboard and just like, hey, look, it solved itself. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep, saw a vision. Detective. Yeah. Instead of me figuring it out, I made a computer to figure it out for me. <laughs> I want to see him actually figuring puzzles out. That's one thing I will say about uh, the Dark Knight that I did like was how he goes to um, the apartment room and all the all the guards are tied up. Oh uh, yeah. And he's just in his Bruce Wayne outfit, but well, outfit. Um, and but the guards are blindfolded, and when he takes the mouthpiece off, he just makes his Batman voice. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see him, Bruce Wayne, around and still be Batman. Mm. Um, but I also liked, yes, on that same vein, in the same movie, I think it was as well, Dark Knight, where he kind of cuts the brick Dark out. Dark Knight, takes the brick out. And we get to see him processing and, like, think... Like, it's not just that his computer found the thumbprint, but that he thought, you're pushing the bullet in, and that's why there'd be a thumbprint on it. Like, yeah. there's some thought process behind it. So, having more of a, more mm. of a detective rather than a brutish yeah. Batman. Okay. Yeah, and I think that would work with a villain that... Compliment. That compliments that, yeah. So, instead of... I know that for the Batman movie, who have we got as the villain? We've got... I believe Deathstroke is confirmed. Yeah, played by Joe... Joe Manganiello. Thanks, because I can never pronounce that. <laughs> Good but, actor. Yeah. So, we know that Deathstroke's involved in it, but I'm hoping he's not the main villain. Deathstroke is a mercenary, a mercenary fire. Yep. Yeah. His skill level, like fighting skill, is on par with Batman. Yeah. So they're, they're Which is tied. why it's perfect from that point of view. But I think you need to have a real villain behind him. Mm. A villain who... Who's hired. Someone the, who's hired. Exactly. The real threat. The person who's making him use his detective skills and his actual brain muscles instead mm. of, you know... And just having um, Deadshot be the one that gets in the way. Deathstroke, sorry. Get in the way. Okay. So that's what I want to see. What's next? You've, uh, you've got more than I do. You're actually <laughs> crossing off some of mine. Oh, really? Yep. Like a man. Um, so, my main gripe as well, and this is what I want to be really careful about, is that Batman should be both dangerous and in danger. So, he needs to be a more three-dimensional character that, you know, although Bond and Batman can kind of kick ass, but Bond's best moments are when he's in danger. So... Casino Royale when he gets tortured and he gets his nuts hit with a fucking rope. <laughs> He's not scratched. Yeah, scratched. <laughs> Goldfinger when he uh, Sean Connery's strapped to the table and you he lies and gets out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bond's best moments aren't necessarily when he's punching people. If you think about the things that you love from the Bond films, it's mm. not always him punching someone or shooting someone because that just happens all the time. You're mm. expecting those things. But it's the bits where you go, oh, how's he going to get out of this? Or he's actually in danger or he's actually getting the shit beaten out of him. Mm. Those are the bits that make you stick out and go like, oh, this is an actual challenge. Okay. 
So that's what I really want to see. I want to see Batman be human. Although, you know, Batman is Batman and he's this amazing character and we all love him. But beneath that costume, he's a human being. And I want to see what's happening to him. I want to see that it's a hard fight. And I think that's also what worked really well with the Batman-Bane fight from Rises is that Batman got beaten. It's a hard fight. So okay. I want to see that kind of... The more human danger. The human danger side of him. What are your thoughts? I think so. Um, it wasn't, of course, a great film, but the um, the part from uh, Batman Forever when he's caught inside the safe and it starts filling with acid. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, he's in danger. Like, shit's dropping in the acid and burning. Like, of course, it's campy and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the safe swings on a fucking one shot from a grappling gun that holds into concrete. Yeah. But, like, that thought of he's in danger and he figures a way out and he... Exactly. Yeah. That's what I want to see as well. I want to see something where it's not just him punching his way out of that problem and mm. he has to use his detective and clever skills and not just his money to get out of a problem. Okay. That's what I want to see. Um, have you got another point? Uh, I have The Girl. Mm. Bond films always have a girl, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Uh, and we did have them in the Christian Bale films. We had them in the Michael Keaton film. We had them in pretty much all the films. Uh, some form of, of female pro or antagonist. Yep. And Sometimes they're just eye candy, but... Yeah. Hopefully. They're usually a lot better when they're used effectively. As, but... Yeah, well, you don't, character, yeah. you don't need to have, say, I think it was Kim Basinger in the first 1989 Batman film. It was just a damsel in distress sort of... Yeah, sort of thing, and I think with a uh, with a Batman film, clearly you've got such strong characters of Poison Ivy, you've got Batgirl or Batwoman, uh, you've got so many characters that are strong that you can use that you can have very sort of, you know, Batman comes to save the day, you know, breaks through the window and they're already fucking, you know, knocked out, you know, yeah. Batgirl standing there or you know Barbara Gordon's in a wheelchair and she's knocked him out. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to see some sort of like along the lines of. Um, some strong female lead. Pussy galore from Goldfinger. Like, she, you know, she was a woman, she was pretty, but, she, you know, she could hold her own in that yeah, aspect. I agree. That would be a really good... You know, that would also work well as the conniving villain in the background who hired Deathstroke. Ooh. I wouldn't mind seeing that. A really strong female villain behind everything. Mm. And it would work even better that we don't know who it is until the end. Sort of like the Talia al Ghul of Batman Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, something like that just works really well, and, and that's what I, I agree. Like, the Taylor Al Ghul kind of aspect that was in Dark Knight Rises, I'd like to see more characters like that in the in the uh, Batman films. Mm. Next on your little riddle wrist. Yeah, my riddle wrist. <laughs> Bond is old. <laughs> All right, here yeah. we go. Yeah, sorry, Daniel. Um, but... The films actually acknowledge the fact that he's older now. They make a lot of jokes about the fact that he's an old warship getting mm. taken out. That's right. Uh, Skyfall. Yes. Good pickup. Someone's been paying attention. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of references to things like that. And if you consider retirement, things like that. Mm. Um, but we have an older Batman now as well. So what... Bond did to play on that was have a young kind of character that he could play off as that young and old element. Um, so, how do you think that should be implemented in into Batman? Or do you think it should be implemented or just leave him as the standalone old guy? Depends on the, the time era in which this Batman film is. 
Um, I'd really like to see a, a, a prequel sort of, or not a prequel, but before Superman arrived Batman film, because from the stories I've heard, um, Jared Leto's Joker was a traditional Joker. He wasn't tattooed and grilled. Um, so I reckon having sort of a, a middle-aged, middle-aged Batman, oh, yeah. not necessarily young, like up and coming learning, um, having a, an old sort of, you know, battered beer, you know, Batman that Ben Affleck is in yeah. Batman Superman is awesome because like you can tell he's old he doesn't give he's you know he's been doing this job for say 10 or 15 years you know people have crossed him over and people change and he's just fucking over hence why he's killing people <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly, yeah. um, so I'd like to see a sort of Batman in his pr- not sort of in his prime but slightly younger yeah slightly younger yeah sort of sort of before breaking point like a yeah. week before breaking point so, if it's not a prequel, though, mm. and we're following along the same kind of time frame, mm-hmm. so he's old, Okay, what should they do to play off that fact? Should they, or should they just leave it like that? Or do you reckon they should bring in a, a young Robin or a young Lucius Fox or... I reckon they need to do Robin. A Robin? Yeah. I think, because people... You know my thoughts on Robin. People don't want to touch Robin due to, you know... Uh, Batman Forever and, and uh, the Batman and Robin films. Yeah. But if you had a y- your nitty-gritty Robin in these films, they'd be great. Yeah. And Robin's actually quite a good character from the books. Don't do Damien Wayne because he's a cunt, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I agree. I think if you're going to do a Robin, though, I would like to see it as a two-parter kind of thing. So the okay. first film would be him coming in just as a regular kind of guy and as a personal kind of character development between him and Bruce. Mm-hmm. As people. And then in this, like, towards that end of that first film, he becomes Robin. So that way in the next film, he is Robin. I okay. think it's something that you can't rush. And that's what I think was also already- an issue when they brought Robin in in the old Batman films is that it was on the typewriter and yeah. shit. Denny rocks up at his house. Neck moment, Robin. What if there's already a pre established Robin? Because well, Jason, Jason Todd is dead, and his costume is in the uh, the Batcave. Yeah, as 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 was the style at the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I think just having a pre-established Robin, like people know the character of Robin. Um, There's so many Robins. That's the problem as well. You didn't know that. I knew there were multiple <laughs> Robins. Um, so having a pre-established Robin, like you don't necessarily need to do the Robin backstory. You you can do like your flashbacky stuff, or you know. You can, I think it's a bit, yeah. But having a priest, You would have to do some kind of flashbacks or something or something like that to tell his story as well. Mm. Just to kind of have him be there, considering he wasn't in the other film as well. He hasn't been in any of the other films that we've seen so far and suddenly, boof, he's there. It's jarring to be like, "Um, where the fuck were you and all the other movies? (laughs) Yeah, good Um, point. Batman was fighting Superman and you were fucking sitting here eating Cheetos. (laughs) What's with you and Cheetos? I don't know, I like Cheetos. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, next one for you. Um, have a twist or an unexpected plot play to take effect. Mm-hmm. So Bond has done this in a lot of their films. You get it with Goldeneye with 006. Oh, he was dead. That yeah, no, he's not dead. Um, you also have it in Casino Royale with his um, lover, who turns out to kind of not necessarily be a villain, but. There was an, a plot twist there with her. Yep. Um, and um, even in the Nolan Batman films, we had that um, that kind of twist at the end because that's Nolan's 
style is to have a twist at the end in his films. Yep. I would like to see that still, even though Nolan's moved on and a new director will move in. I'd like to see that take place in the story because I think it fits Batman to have a twist. And the reason I say that is that at the end of the day, he's the world's greatest detective and detective stories are all about investigations. And with investigation naturally comes twists and turns in yep. in your investigation. Yeah. So I think that's why it naturally fits and they should continue that. Do you reckon that plot twists are an important part of the storyline and telling us Batman story? Yeah. One of the, one of the greatest Batman books I've, I've read is Under the Red Hood. Which you're unaware of it. I am, yeah. Um, and the the twist in that story is amazing, really, really good. So I reckon having a if you if you want to have a film with a plot twist, yeah, doing an Under the Red Hood movie would be great because Batman is older. He is sort of you know sad and depressed in relation to the death of you know Robin, um, and it's great, brilliant, brilliant. The twist in it is awesome. It's got, it's, got, it. it's got Joker, it's got the character of the Red Hood, which I can't reveal. Um, it's got a couple of other villains. It's got your generic sort of gang fights as well. It's got a lot, a lot of detective work. Which like is detective good. Which work. is what we want. So, I reckon a Red Hood movie could be right. Good work, yeah. But well, we've already got Deathstroke. Yeah. So Under the under the Deathstroke hood. <laughs> under the Deathstroke hood. Um, your last one? Uh, I've got locations. Mm. So, one thing I, I think you need to see more of with... Uh, a Batman film, like clearly, with you, you know, you talked about you know James Bond traveling the world. Yeah, but when James Bond is in London, say in Skyfall, you got the underground train stations. Yeah. you have the bunker. You have the uh, and you got Skyfall across the fucking River Thames or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got all those kinds of interesting locations, even if it is in a standard city. Mm. I'd like to see more locations. So clearly, you got to see where Batman is living. Wayne Manor Batcave. Yeah, those need to be done. Um, but Arkham Asylum, the Wayne Tech building where he's working, Crime Alley. Uh, you can have Sionis Industries, which is you know a bad guy called Black Mask has an industrial industry. You can yeah. have the apparently um, there was a, a airline company that partnered with Batman Superman, um, and they had like fake pamphlets like "Fly to Metropolis" and "Fly oh, to Gotham." Yeah. And one of the things on Gotham is like what to do in Gotham, and it was like go to the infamous Iceberg Lounge. The Iceberg Lounge would be great to have in a fucking Batman yeah. movie. Have some interesting locations. Like, it's a city, but every city has their interesting locations to go to and see and things to do. Mm. Come so, to Melbourne, you'll find fuckloads to do. Yeah. Well, you've got so many different bars and things in any normal city. I like the scene, I think it was The Dark Knight, where Batman's in a bar. He's in the nightclub or something, and he's... There's the strobe lights and you can see him fucking uh, get yeah. closer and find... Like, something like that would be cool. Yeah. If, if Batman's in a bar. If you're going to have it all set or majority of it set in one city, you got to find different locations in that city. Mm. You can't just show us the same just streets and yep. alleys. Like, it's just boring. Mm. And that's all we've really seen so far of Gotham. A um, couple of rooftops. Yeah, a couple of rooftops, a couple of streets and alleys, and it's just like, okay, nothing particularly new or interesting here. Yeah, an empty building that yeah. has question marks and Joker written on the wall. Yeah, not much. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, all right, I've only got one last point. Okay. I think that Batman's been around and their films have been around for a long time, but I think they need to create a unique style. Okay. In terms of their films in general. So, Bond has arguably one of the most unique styles of films. You've got its unique intro, you've got its unique theme, and other franchises have that as well. You've got 
the Harry Potter theme and those very unique locations and things like that and their language and mm. just the things they talk about. I'd like to see Batman start to form that. Batman's always going to be around now. Yeah. This, like, You'll get reboot after reboots, but he'll always be around. Exactly. And that's what we know is going to be the case. We know now because it should have died. It sh- by all means, it should have died with George Clooney, but it didn't. And that's how I think we know that Bond is always... Sorry, Batman is always going to be around. Yeah. And I'd like to see it start to create a style mm. like Bond. Yes, it's fine to do what Bond did as well and, and, you know, play with those styles and mix it around a lot and do different things. But at the same time, it should create its own thing. It should do its own thing. Okay. Whether that's a theme which we know Batman has had multiple kind of themes and that has a very iconic one with the old one. Mm. Um, but maybe we go with that. Maybe you have a theme or maybe you have an intro that's specifically kind of Batman and... Okay, like, yeah, your Bond intros. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. You don't have to have Adele write a Batman no. theme song, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do like how Spider-Man had those intros. Yeah. 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 And X-Men as well. had their, yep. They have their very iconic intros as well. The start of Apocalypse was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'd like to see them really create their own franchise. Mm. Batman himself is not enough, I think. You know, just having Batman in a film and going, it's a Batman movie is, you know, it's okay. It's passable. But it's not like, can't wait to see Batman because I know I'm going to get this thing that I love and that intro or that theme or that well, I agree with style. I agree with that. And um, if if, you know... When DC sort of branch out and they're doing, you know, an Aquaman film, a Wonder Woman film, a Superman film. I think the Batman films clearly need to be sort of your crime investigation films. Yeah. And you can have your fist fights and all that sort of stuff. But I think they need to be filmed like when we saw Gotham in Batman Superman. It was always like nighttime and dark and grungy and that sort of look. And then when you watch a Superman film, it's happy sunshine. Yeah. So like, you know. You have to play up that. Happy sunshine for difference. Superman, you know, you know, wars and battles for Wonder Woman, you know, underwater for Aquaman, and then dark, dirty crime for Batman. Like, yeah. of course, yeah, kids, you know, parents are going to take their kids to see Batman, but we're having an R-rated fucking Logan film come out. Like, let's yeah. have a gritty Batman film. Would be great to see. A gritty Batman film is, is basically what Batman should be. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to see, like, something new, like an intro or something that makes it... Batman. Well, yeah, they don't really have intros to Batman films, yeah. No. Uh, Some of them, they used to have that the the the, like Tim, the Tim Burton ones had intros. Was it just like the you know, music theme and like the logo? The the, the first one was like the music theme now. going around a logo. Yeah. And it looked like it was inside of a cave and stuff and it zoomed out and it was the Batman logo. Yeah. Um, but the second one was the, the origin story of the penguin and the, the pram going into the water and it going through the sewer and then the text would come up around there. Yeah. I reckon that's not... Yeah. It's not really enough, but something like that. So Harry Potter has the same thing where they have their theme and the you know the, the logo, logo comes out of the clouds. Of, yeah, yeah, like that is the same for all of them. Mm. I'd like to see something like that for Batman. Okay. Not necessarily like you know the logo and that's it and the theme. Would you like, I'd to, like have- to see something new? You know, think about it and actually spend the time to make a franchise here, which is part of the problem I think with all these DC films at the moment. They're just pushing them out. Would you think that they need to have, the, like, how James Bond will have the action sequence and the title sequence? That would be good. Mm. Yeah. Like, just say, like, hey, look, you're in store for this. Here's a tease of, you know, some yeah. minuscule thing he's doing. But how cool is it? 
and then go into your and you can really easily do that like a like a bond opening with a batman you just have blackness and smoke and like a a batman kind of thing coming through smoke to kind of create these visual images like Mm. a like a bond film would have with these crazy visual images in the theme Mm. so i reckon that'd be really cool to see Mm. something unique about it stand out give us something please DC. (laughs) warner brothers don't (laughs) fuck it up (laughs) stop it um but yeah that just about wraps up our discussion i think Mm. and um a lot of interesting points Hopefully do you we have get a, to see some of these. Do you have a point? I'm looking at the camera, but if you're listening to us on the <laughs> podcast, I'm looking at you, our <laughs> listener. Do you have a point? Let look, us know. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. So I think that just about wraps up that segment. Wrap up. Wrap up. Yes. 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 Um, there we have Q&A. Riddle me this. What is everything to someone and nothing to everyone else? You're mine, baby. Yes. We've got a couple. We've got a few here, so... Thank you. Let me just... Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. For the jailing? Which one should we start with? So, we've got three here right in front of me on for the Facebook page. And I have one on Twitter. We'll start with your Twitter or... Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. So, this one, it comes from Thomas Douglas. Now, he was our guest on, I think, the second or third episode with the book adaptation theme. Yes. Hmm. And he set us up saying, do you think Power- the Power Rangers movie will be any good or something on the Green Lantern level of qu- quality? <laughs> you can see my finger buddies on the camera now. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be shithouse. I really want it to be good. <laughs> but it's not. I really feel like it's not going to be good. Mm. And that's really sad. I think it's going to be that it's. Uh, I really don't see a sequel coming out of it. Yep. If if it does get a sequel, it'll be like how Transformers get sequels in that it's just an audience there that will constantly want to see it because of what it is and not necessarily because of the quality of content that's there. I know one person is really excited to watch like the Transformer films. They look so cool. They look right. They don't. They look like shit. <laughs> Transformer 2 is my favorite. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Yeah, that's fucking nasty. Um, but the one holding thing, the one thing that I, I hope makes that movie good mm. is the villain. Okay. Um, who's played by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, Rita Repulsa is the character's name. Yes. Um, that, I believe, is the only thing I can see so far that will be a saving grace. Oh, what about um, Brian Cranston? He's pretty good. Yeah, but it's not really Brian Cranston. It's Brian Cranston's voice. <laughs> and his head sculpt. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Um the fact that it does have Brian Cranston in there now, like well, we didn't know that before, yeah. not too long ago. Um, but the fact that Brian Cranston is on board does pump it up a bit, mm. in my view. In that, hey, there is some A-lister in this because that we didn't know there was anybody in this, and Elizabeth Banks is like, sort of A-lister. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if she's enough to kind of give the film its. I think I think when the, with a with a movie like that, you need like um, Andy Serkis. He, he would fit. He can do a CG, really but he can well. also act. Yeah, the hard thing I think for Power Rangers to pull off is going to be the Mighty Morphin transforming. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm talking about, though. When they become the, their giant robots and oh, they yeah. fight the giant kind of monsters. Yeah, that's going to be really hard to pull off. Good luck. I think 
it is possible to pull off the ninja fighting that kind of aspect of it. It is possible. I really do hope I they le- they legitimately like do ninja fighting training, like you know Keanu Reeves at the gun training and John Wick. Because if this is like fucking air kicks and sparks coming off the end of their boots, <laughs> like the TV show, yeah. I really hope there's sparks every time they hit someone. That'll just be like fucking awesome. Yeah, well, they had two ways they could go with Power Rangers. Either go extremely corny and let's all have a good laugh about the crappiness of it. The actors are like, I'm really looking forward to this. Mm. I really, No, you actually think this yeah. is a serious film? <laughs> no. Or what they're trying to do in that is be a real action film, mm. which good luck. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be hard. I just, I wish I could say it'll be good, but unfortunately I, I just can't see it being good. Mm. from what we've seen so far. What about our uh, questions on the Facebook, Mr. Johnson? Yes. First question on our Facebook came from Chris Brayton. More good than. More good again. More good than. <laughs> More good again. He's a great singer. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard him sing. He belt out, belt out some great singing and his shouting is awesome. Oh. Mm. Maybe we should get him to do our theme song. Oh. Oh. No, they did do a theme song for Who Spiked the Puns. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Chris. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice. You can you can make us a shake and not nerd song. Yeah. We'll put it in. Shake and not nerd. There you go. There's your start, and you can work from there. Anyway, Chris is. Uh, sent- Fuck, I hope he uses that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has sent in. Um, if you had to fight the blokes from who sparked the puns, our mates, um, to the death, who would be the last man standing? I reckon the. F- the first person falling is Bradley because of his knees. <laughs> True. <laughs> I was like, oh, Bradley's pretty tough. And then I. Bradley's didn't... pretty big. He's, yeah. His knees, though. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I didn't really think about the fact that he's basically um, paralyzed. <laughs> um, Nico doesn't have hair to pull anymore. Oh, yeah. He cut his hair. That could be tough. It's a good I haircut. feel like Nico would, he would be the kind of guy who, in a fight, would just turn savage. Bite near off. Yeah. He would do anything. Like, he'd poke your eye out and he'd just be like, whatever it takes to win, kind of guy. I reckon, fuck, I reckon Fuzzy would just be laughing the whole time. <laughs> Get him, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ooh, this is a tough I think. I think I, I would but go down would, pretty quickly. So, you, you're calling yourself out? Yes. Ooh. I'd go down pretty quickly. Um, I think... You go to gym. You know karate. You're a fourth one down black belt or whatever it is. <laughs> one ton, babe. <laughs> you're a fourth one ton. Um, yeah, I haven't done it for a while, though. And I'm not particularly tall, <laughs> if I have to admit it. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know who would come out on top on that fight. That's really hard. I don't want to fight them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I think it would either be um, Nico. He's quite tall and quite large. He's, yeah, he's, if, he's got an, if he's got a guitar as a weapon, we're all mm. fucked. Yeah. Um, he could turn savage. He could just, yeah. I'm going to go Nico. Nice. Mm, who are you going with? If, if people are allowed weapons, I'm going to say Bradley J because his mic stand is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting near him with his mic stand next year. Yeah, true. He's pretty savvy with his technology as well. Mm. I feel like he would he would prep for a fight. Mm. If, like, it, if it was a preordained, like, on Thursday... If it's a Batman fight, fight, you've got prep time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I reckon Bradley is definitely a chance to win that one. And... Um, Dan also, I think, like, he would be a good fight. I reckon, I reckon he would have, like, you know when you watch WWE and they've got the cheeky weapon? I think, like, instead of having a, a guitar or a mic stand, he'd have, like, the chili sauce in his fridge and a spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yesterday you got chipotle sauce and you got really happy. So, I reckon he'd just have, like, hot sauce and a spoon. Because when you get close, it's fucking, you're getting whacked in the eye with it. Yeah, he, he'd be, um, 
Uh, you'd be, uh, what's the word that I'm always told I'm not allowed to use? Start to see. I've just got mind blank. Um, <laughs> you can't talk like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, who, all right, lock it in. Pick one. Who was it? I'm going to say, if it's a weapon, uh, or if it's a weapon, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say fuzzy with this, with the hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Hot sauce. Yeah. Fuzzy would, yeah, I, f- I feel like there's a flicker of anger behind Fuzzy's eyes as well. Um, That's why I don't piss him off. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Nico. I feel like he's he's a fairly big rig. I think and, I uh, think I'm going down like a sack of shit. Um, well, I'm like half the size of Nico, so I think I will just um, play dead, wait for them all to kill each other, and then maybe crawl in. <laughs> you could do your your monkey squeeze technique. Oh yeah, true. That's a pretty good technique. Some pretty ninja techniques. Uh, next question. Next question. Next question from Mark Weakling on our Facebook account. He has a two part question. If Ben Affleck drops out. Who's your pick for Batman, and who do you pick to direct, and why? Fuck. Um, that's a really good question. If if Ben Affleck drops out, would it be the same universe, or would it be a rebooted universe? Is my question. Because having a new True. actor in a already established universe would suck balls. Mm. So. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. If he, yeah, if Ben Affleck drops out, mm. let's let's go with the first part. So he drops out. Who do we pick to replace him as an actor? Yeah. Um. Shit, that's really hard. That's very hard. Uh, who's somebody who's? They have to be physically fit. They have to still look like a rich man as well. Mm. It's very much like picking a Bond actor, really, if you think about it. Yeah. It yeah. needs to be Bond who wears a suit. I, I honestly cannot think of anyone. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have picked Ben Affleck for Batman, but he was really, really good, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. The perfect handover. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's such a hard one. Um, what about Chris Pine? Chris Pine is already in Wonder Woman. You can't act, yeah, cast Put him in. It's a reboot. <laughs> what about... Uh, uh, I don't know the... Kit Harrington. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, maybe that might not be too bad. Kit Harrington could pull it off. Mm. I think you're right. You just got to make sure he's not pulling the John, the John Snow voice. Yeah, well, I think the thing that I would worry about the most with Kit Harrington being uh, Batman would be that he's... Not really classy in the way he kind of speaks and looks. He's just kind of get. My thing is, what would he look like in a in a bat helmet, in the in the cowl? Mm. Would he look menacing? We don't know. Maybe we'll send him one and ask him. <laughs> Maybe put it on uh, and uh, direct. Who would direct mm. Kit Harrington's Batman? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, George R R Martin. R R R Martin. Um. Would it be mm, in a perfect universe where you could have directors from wherever you want to direct, mm. um, no matter what contractual obligation? Yeah. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Um, I might try um, from the Iron Man franchise. Mm. I've forgotten his name. John Favreau. Thank you. John Favreau to direct Batman. I reckon he could pull it off. He's an excellent director, and we've seen him do more than just Iron Man. We've seen him do some movies that have some real depth to them as well. 
um, and skill in directing. So you're talking about movies like recently he did the live action Jungle Book, which was you know a very very difficult movie to pull off. A lot of CG and some really beautiful camera shots and everything in there as well. So as a director, I think he's really got it. I think it'd be perfect. I would think uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Let's have it. Let's have it. Tarantino has a very unique flavor to his movies though so you're saying it'll be a tarantino movie oh yeah maybe not what about guy Ritchie? i enjoyed snatch i enjoy the uh the sherlock films it's again he's a very stylized director though but he could still make a dark and grungy sort of yeah theme. i think he could do it um it'd just be it'd still be a guy Ritchie film or jj abrams JJ. He's, he's actually a batman fan as well i'm fairly sure really yeah jj abrams would be cool it would be cool. I mean, um, darkness and lens flare. Maybe he wouldn't be able to use lens flare anymore. <laughs> it's too dark. No lens flare. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that should be a way to do it. Like, uh, He'll find a way. They'll have a like point of view shot from the bad guy and a flash bong, yeah, bang will go off in his face and you yeah, get a lens flare. Yeah, a fucking lamp post or something. He'll find something. He'll throw a fucking frisbee in there. So. <laughs> uh, what's that bouncing off? I said there's a fucking lens flare. Put it in. <laughs> And we got one more. One last question from Amy Louise on our Facebook. Um, question, if the two of you were each stranded on island, um, who would survive the best? And she's got in brackets there, you both can't live equally as well as each other, surely. Are we on the same island or separate? No, separate islands. Separate islands. So, I think we're each stranded on an island. Basically, who ends up living in a decent life stranded or who lives a less decent life stranded on an island? I think if I was on a desert island, I'd just go, fuck this and just sleep. <laughs> you, what are you going to eat? No, just... You'd sleep until you die. Mm. Like, <laughs> You'd give up un- and die. Un- like coconut? I'm not climbing a coconut. Can you see me climbing a coconut so tree? You strand on an island, you just give up and die. Yeah. What if on the other side of that island was a city or a boat hub or something? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to look around the island. I'm assuming the island's like very small. Like I'll look around the island, clearly. <laughs> But if there's like there's coconut trees and there's fish, how long do you give it before you give up? About twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> twenty minutes. I'll go like this. <laughs> Just I'll say nothing. nothing. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, in that case, I think that basically answers the question then, because I like to live. Won't you let me live? <laughs> uh, I would get real sick of coconuts, but good to know that you're lazy enough that I will be the better person. Hmm. Which, unless there's a, unless there's a, a cooler full of ch- children's fucking <laughs> snack food like in The Simpsons, I only had two packets of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> if we were both on the same island though, and there was only enough resources for one of us to survive, you'd beat the shit out of me fighting oh, yeah, me. You'd be fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think I'd be like you eat it, man. I got fat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got weight to lose. <laughs> So I'd eat sand. I think we'd work well together, you know. We'd find you could get the food, and seeing as you don't know how to cook, I would cook it. Yeah, we'd be a great bromance. <laughs> Robinson Kagaso. <laughs> Hot pockets. <laughs> Hot pockets, yeah. Okay, Mr. Johnson, we come on to our uh, our piece de la resistance. Our final segment of the final evening. Final segment. And um, our final segment of the evening is <clears throat> arguably one of my favorite intros. <laughs> for segments and that is Halle Berry so Halle Berry 
last time we had a movie for our Haley Berry now episode two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No responses. We win. <laughs> we get the prize. We get the prize. So our standings are still the same. It's still Mr. Commons. Yep. Uh, Mr. Wakeling and Mr. O'Meara. Yes. Just the three of them. No competition so far. Mm. So still a lot of chance for you guys to get in here. And there will okay. be a giveaway. Yes. There will be a giveaway. Get in. Get interested because I told you to. <laughs> so should we say what the last one was? Is it yeah, a, let's yeah. say what the last one was, yeah. The last one was The Black Knight. Yes. Starring... Martin Lawrence at his best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he We've didn't, ha- he didn't we- have a best. We have fire. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for this one? No, I picked this one and Ian is reading it aloud. Yes. So, forgive me when I stutter and mess this up entirely. This is going to be... <clears throat> all right. And uh, Mr. Johnson, when you're ready, please. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. An investigation of a horse racing scam leads Halle Berry to a mad industrialist who plans to create a worldwide microchip monopoly by destroying destroying Halle Berry's Silicon Valley. Pick that film. <laughs> <laughs> Halle Berry has fucked it up for you, so good luck. <laughs> you are welcome. Yes. Welcome. So, as always, like we just said, make sure you get into us on our social media platforms. So, Shaker Not Nerd on Facebook. Yes. Shaker Not Nerd, or one word, on Twitter. Yes. Or you can take a photo of the movie that you think it is and send it into our, or tag us or whatever on our Instagram. Yes. And that is Shaken underscore not underscore nerd underscore pod. Yes. Yes. Yes, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) So, get in. So far, we've only got three entries so far, and they've only got one correct, so there's still heaps of chance for anyone to win this one. Mm. And like we said at the end of this season, we will be giving away a prize. Mm. Mm. Prizes. Prizes. Everyone likes to win things. But I think it comes to that point, Mr. Johnson, where we must say goodbye for another Mm. two weeks. (laughs) Yes. It's been a tough, long road. But um, I, I, I will say we have... Possibly, you know, we might have something next week. Not going to give it away. Not going to give it away because you have no idea what's happening next week. But oh, oh yeah, next week. Yes, next next <laughs> week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, next week you have no idea what's going on. No, yeah, it's my bucks. It is your bucks. Yes, you'll be getting married in June. Yes. So I've organised his bucks party for next Saturday. So many a fun things planned, of which you know very little. Pay attention to the news. Mm. <laughs> Local man drowns. <laughs> Local man loses eyebrows. Um, so I'm not losing an eyebrow. <laughs> you got time to grow back. You got six months. So next week, there may or may not be something special for our listeners. Really? In relation to your podcast. No oh, wow. In relation to your box for our listeners of our podcast. English, motherfucker. Can I speak it? Apparently not. No. But next episode was what I was meaning. I'm sorry. We may have a very special guest. We may. Mm-hmm. Mm. Big things coming up. Mm. We won't give anything away. <laughs> and just ma- in case it doesn't happen. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but um, we might have a very special guest on the show. Uh, we may film it, depending on the size of the room, and if it can work, we may not film it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll just fit here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes. Yes. Stay tuned, because hopefully some big things happening in this space. Don't forget us to let... 
don't forget to let us know what you thought of our very first ever videoed podcast. Do I look pretty? Tell me I'm pretty. You like my mustache? <laughs> don't forget to check it out on YouTube if you are a podcast listener, um, just to see what we do. And, and to, what we look like. Yeah, and our new rig. And you set up. Don't forget to tell us if you think that we sound like normal people. <laughs> mm. And lastly, we have the Logan film coming out next month. We do. And Big film. April, we have apparently John Wick 2. Apparently. Apparently. Which we will be having the Who Spiked the Puns guys on. So you can see what they look like. Yes, you get to look at them and judge them for being just as ugly as I am. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I, can't, always, I can't stop playing with I know, it's my just mic so stand. Fun. Um, yes, so hopefully we'll have um, those whom spiked the puns on. With whom the puns were spiked? Yes, on our podcast for those special episodes. But mm. that just about wraps up our episode. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed it. Heavily discussed our Batman and James Bond. Bond influences and what we hope to get out of the new batman film with everything that's currently happening in that space right now which is fucking everything who knows what the fuck is going to happen mm. this is happening no this is happening no this is happening what's going on over here can you just shut up wait for warner brothers or ben affleck to say something yeah exactly just fucking give us a movie god damn it if they get desperate for directors kevin smith would even though he goes no i won't do it if they asked him he'd do it yeah he probably would he'd bend over like beckham wow <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. I've been in huge footlong, Johnson. I've been duty. You're so lazy. <laughs> 20 minutes. I game. don't have... 20 minutes and you give up. I don't have... Oh, no. I was going to give my last thing. I was going to give a top tip oh, yeah. for our listeners at the end right, of each Go week. on. Quick. It is summer in the Melbourne. Fans are on in bedrooms. Fans at the base of your bed. Don't fart. And with that, we say <laughs> good night and good day. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And don't, I, don't fart. Don't fart. Goes back in your mouth. All right. See you guys. Chica, chica. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kinder Lily. Shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon. Nerd alert! <laughs> <laughs>